So let me ask you straight up, why should guys listen to you? <laughs> well, uh, I fucked up two marriages. Does that count? Uh, yeah, that counts. <laughs> hey there, hi there, how there are, and welcome to another podcast episode of ukrainedating.ca. Say, you can listen to our podcast here or you can go see our podcasting beauties as they stream live every day, 365 at ukrainedating.tv. You see, we're all about getting real here so you can attract the life you desire and you deserve. That said, are you ready to go deep and ask yourself, are you tired of the hookup dating culture? Are you looking for a feminine traditional values woman for marriage? Yet, have you all but given up on ever finding her? Well, if you answered yes, then you have absolutely come to the right place. Welcome to episode four of UkraineDating.ca podcast, where you'll hear traditional Ukrainian women share from the heart how, like you, they are searching for a traditional values life partner for marriage Yet, they just can't seem to find Mr. Right. Could West meets East be a match made in heaven? Listen as Ukrainian women share what makes them tick and you be the judge. So, let's get the road on the show, shall we? Today's podcast is entitled Seven Reasons I'm Divorced with Beautiful Ukrainian Woman. I'm sitting today with the guy that you truly want to listen to. And you'll understand why in a moment. Hello, Jeff. Hi, how you doing? Uh, so thanks for being so brave and, uh, you know, ratcheting up the cojones to share in a raw and real way with everybody here today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So let me ask you straight up. Why, uh, why should guys listen to you? <laughs> well, uh, I fucked up two marriages. Does that count? Uh, yeah, that counts. <laughs> that counts. Yeah, so, I mean, you were married twice to a beautiful Slavic wife. One yes. Moldovan, one Ukrainian, yeah? Correct, yes. Uh, you brought him back home, and it didn't work out. And today, you're going to share why you believe the top seven reasons why it didn't work. Yes. Okay. And from a perspective of uh, what you did to contribute to the, to the fuck-up, not what she did, right? Yeah, no, nothing here about blame, blame, because it's too easy to do. Just project everything. It's her fault. She's this, she's that. This is purely self-reflective. Hey... If I would have done these things, things would have been smoother, and maybe the relationship would have had a chance. Not saying that you know that it's guaranteed, but it certainly have a much better chance than making these critical mistakes for sure. And again, not saying that she was a perfect angel by not. any means, no, no. but but from the perspective of what could you have done better, and most importantly, guys, we just want you to know that if you're going to have a go at this, it ain't easy, <laughs> and you up. really got to get yourself a good solid education, right? Yeah. I wish I would have had these tips. <laughs> so let's dive right into this baby and uh, talk about the top number one mistake that you think uh, you made that you could have done better. You really have to take your time to understand her needs, to be patient of the cultural differences. They are tremendous. And even if she's English speaking, you don't realize until you get her to your environment how hard it is. So you have to be very acute to listen more. I know for me, I like to talk a lot. So sometimes you can over talk and uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I would say that uh, I screwed that up. So yeah, 
You know, Jeff, I can chime in there that I completely concur with you. Like I was married to a Russian lady for 10 years. Uh, my situation was a little bit different. I met her in Canada, but still her, her, her English was basic. So I still had to be cognizant and supportive on, on her acclimation into the country, into the language, the culture. And it was a bit of a steep learning curve, so I can relate to you. Well, and it's our tendency to get back in our environment and everything is just natural for us. And we forget very simple things are not normal for their culture, not normal for what she's used to. And you know, when we get back into our routine, we forget about that. And that's really hard to focus on. Absolutely. Like now that we've been living in Ukraine, you for seven years, me for three, we can really appreciate how hard it is to just... Well, in, dive in, into in another a, a, a classic example would be here in Ukraine and they say oh just go over there and, and or take the bus and go there well how you know you don't speak Russian you don't read the language uh, the, the cards well it's the same as us taking them there and say oh just go to the store and go do that and they're like uh, 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 how so Jeff what would be point number two how you uh, you know contributed to fucking up your <laughs> marriage well great question you don't want to take your woman and, and look at her as like a woman of property, like my new maid, my new chef. Woohoo, I can now sit back and relax and enjoy my beer. You're putting a lot of pressure on her. First of all, it's not even her home country. How does she prepare? Every style and method of food, uh, you know, and, and the equipment that she's used to using in Ukraine doesn't exist in America, so, or Canada, or where you're from. That poses a monumental challenge, even if you're a good cook. And so to just take her into your new environment, and say, okay, start cooking me meals, uh, blah blah blah, like you were, you know, like what's happening when I was in village. Mm -mm. That's uh, it's too much to put on her. It's a great point. I mean, don't take her f for granted, right? Uh, and especially, she's gonna really need most of her time learning English and acclimating to the culture in the country, right? Yeah, and she might want to cook a meal for you, of course, but let it kind of be her decision. Like, well, you know, would you mind if I, you know, cook you some dinner tonight? Yeah. And, 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 and volunteer to help. Again, it's going to be new stuff, new stove, new oven. I remember for me, uh, my wife tried to cook stuff in the oven. Well, it's Fahrenheit instead of Celsius. It's electric, and she was used to gas. And so things were getting ruined, and she, it really, really upset her a lot. And um, it's to be expected, I think, really it is. Jeff, what would be your third uh, mistake or caution to guys when you get her back home? Don't raise the bar too quickly. This is so easy oh to screw my up. God. We want to show off, hey, I'm from America, and you know I do this for a job, and I can provide you this great life. And your tendency is to us what? Show how much you have. Show what you can do. And you start pushing the barrier by always buying, spending, buying, spending. You're kind of... Ka-ching! Yeah. Ka-ching! Rack up that credit card, baby. And even if you don't intend to take the approach of buying her love, that's really what you're doing. And if you set that established from the very beginning, what are you going to do when you get back home? You're going to keep going higher and higher and higher. You'll spin yourself into oblivion. Or when you try to ratchet it back, she doesn't take that very well. Then she don't understand because you set those trends from the beginning. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a huge mistake uh, that I am definitely guilty of big time. I mean, because once the bar goes up and that standard of living goes up, it's, it's very easy up and very sticky or Going difficult down. Yeah. down. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you try lowering it, they perceive it as you don't care about me anymore. Oh, why? We used to vacation twice or three times a year. In our case, we used to be every quarter, you know, two weeks every quarter. 
and then you know if times get a little bit uh, um, more difficult and you need to ratchet back on the spending yeah it's difficult one of the to add to that one of the biggest mistakes I, I think I really made looking back is that before I came I wanted to make great surprise for her when she arrived back to America so I thought well what could I do and I went out and bought brand new house brand new cars uh, brand new furniture and, and spent you know an immense amount of my money uh, and just went hog wild uh, and some of that racking up debt too right to go get my new Ukrainian wife and you know she would have been surprised enough just the way things were before I did that now she arrives and there's a castle and there's this cars what do I got left to surprise her with so guys the fourth big fuck up when you get your beautiful Ukrainian wife back home Jeff is make a baby right away <laughs> uh -huh. why do I have five kids well because every re approach that I had was I'm looking for a family so it made logical sense I'm looking for a family why am I getting married well I'm getting married because I want to have a kid right that jumped to that first thing oh my god no chance to establish that relationship yet no chance for her to adjust for you to adjust I sit there and go what was I thinking what was I thinking because it creates a huge, huge set of problems that already make a difficult situation hard to overcome. Well, I defer this point to you. You're obviously the expert in this point. Uh, so I, I imagine you just didn't have the time to really ground the relationship sufficiently. Of course not. Before the problem of uh, a sleepless <laughs> baby comes and in. And I fell into the trap, uh, certainly with my second relationship, because she said from the onset, oh, I want to have family, I want to have eight kids, she said. Eight kids. Ukrainian girl saying, I want eight kids. Uh, she was young. Guess what? You know, after she had one kid, eight went down to, hey, I'm happy with one, you know. Uh, <laughs> imagine how that happens. And because of that, I rushed right into it. I mean, we got pregnant literally the same, first month we got married. And uh, yeah, there's no time to establish anything, much less acclimation. And you got a baby coming, and that's enough for most people, a trauma. So yeah, don't feel the rush to, to, to rush into it, because it will cause you too many problems, really. So Jeff, let, let me start by asking you, if the cameras weren't rolling, and you or I were sitting in a pub on a Friday night having a pint together, and you told me, I just met you, you said, yeah, fuck, man, I've been divorced twice to, twice to a beautiful uh, Ukrainian or Slavic wife, and I have five kids. And I said to you, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeff, what happened? Like, if it all distilled into one biggest mistake that you could caution guys watching this video, what would it be? I blanked up this. Too quick. Far too quick. My first trip here, I was on a two-week vacation. You know, coming here to find a wife in two weeks. Uh, that's an insane pressure. I mean, unless you're a king to, to an heir of billions of dollars in a country, it's ludicrous. But that's pretty much what a lot of us do. We have that small amount of window of time. We can leave our work. We come here and we're rushing around. We're taking the first girl that says, I like you. And we don't know this person. And even if we go back home and make a couple of trips, I mean, seriously, back home you would normally date someone, what, months, years? Suddenly there's this foreign girl and you're going to do it in a couple of weeks. That's what happened to me uh, both times. I married incredibly quick. Uh, the first time it was after two weeks because uh, I was on vacation. The second time I thought I was more clever, which turned out to not be. I made five and six trips. I even stayed for a while. And, uh, you know, that's not enough time, actually. It really isn't. You have to come here, immerse yourself. You need to know who she is, her family. 
you need to get a little acclimated to everything so that you understand what you're taking back. It's for more for her benefit than anything. But yeah, I rushed into it way too many, way too fast. It's too easy to do. I completely agree. I mean, this is uh, it's a journey, not a destination. I mean, you 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 just ask for any number of different disasters that can happen if you don't know her well enough. From from being used and spit out, yeah. green card. Um, does she really love you or not? I mean, as they say, you know, we only uh, see true colors in time. True, true colors always come out in time, whether you're blue or... <laughs> well, she, she doesn't even have to be somebody with malicious intent. She can just be a good, normal girl. But let's face it, if you've known someone that short amount of time, it's logical that it could very well, a month or six months later, she's like, you know, I realized I don't love you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what are you going to do now when she's already back in your country and you're kind of both locked into each other? And a lot of us guys, I know I'm absolutely guilty of it. I get this super amazing, beautiful girl, and she's talking to me, and she's giving me love and attention that, you know, maybe girls back home would be a lot harder to achieve. You just fall into yourself. You're like, I'll marry you, I'll marry you, and I'll give you all the money that I have in this world. Just come to me. I can't wait to take you home and show you off. Oh, well, that's, you're to get used to the marriage being very short. <laughs> so... And that's the thing with this industry, hey, Jeff. It's all set up, you know, marriage agency industry. So you come here on the vacation for two weeks and find a wife. But guys got to know, uh, if you take that route, it's just a recipe for disaster. You got to come back two times, three times, four times. She's got to come back to you, spend time in, in your home back home. And you got to have enough. Typically, our successful marriages are one-year courtship before the marriage. And those ones have staying power. It's a, it's a huge cautionary note for guys. Well, and to add to it, as you know, there's a little political to throw in there. I mean, at least with the United States, they don't usually allow girls from Ukraine to visit unless it's via marriage. It's very, very hard for them to get a visa. And so for the guy, he's like, well, I want to take her home, but I can't. And I've got vacation time only. And so he, those constraints are immediate. He's on the airplane with those constraints, like, oh, my God, i got to make the most out of this trip that I can. I'm spending a lot of money and a lot of time. And, and, and it's very easy to make this mistake, actually. I, I know I'm not alone, for sure. You know, Jeff, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, uh, Trump's really ratcheted down on visitor visas. Uh, so, and really, I can never advise <laughs> being, um, being anything but 100% transparent to the immigration authorities, right? So right, you, you need to say, she's coming to see me. Uh, so it's a K-1 visa process. Well, and I think uh, you really have to... You know, watching those ads on a, on a site and the sexy girl and watching the videos and think, oh my God, I've got to get to Ukraine. I want to get that wife. You need to actually think of your pocketbook for a second and go, you know what? Do I have the time and the resources to commit to actually finding a real relationship? Not to make the mistake I made by, I got to rush it. I got a, I got a mission. I got money. I got to get it done, you know, because you're just fucking up. It's a very, very wise point, Jeff. Guys got to know it's not cheap. Guys come here and they think, okay, yeah, I've got a $10,000 budget or $20,000 budget. That's not nearly enough, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, You've got to come many support, times. Yeah. The expense, the immigration expense, you know, uh, the trips back and forth, bringing her. I mean, you're looking at least at, what would you say, to pull it off? I think all in, plane tickets, travel, medical, everything you've got to do to make that happen, you're looking at least between 40 and 50 grand. If you don't have that, you're already behind the eight, really. Yeah, you are. I would completely concur. If you don't have that, 
uh, in savings or prepared to spend that, don't even start this process. And you got to so. have the time off. You've got to be able to get the time off. If you're stuck in a job with only two weeks vacation, you then you got to look at a non-paid time off. But if you can't get time off, don't waste your time coming here. Because frankly, two weeks to come here and find a wife, you're really a glorified sex tourist. There's no way you're going to get a meaningful relationship out of that. Yeah. I know. You've got to come back and up. water the flower. Yeah. And you got to have the budget and the time to do that. It's another huge point. You got money, time, resources, and commitment yeah. to pull this off. It's true. The sixth uh, way you can easily fuck up <laughs> your marriage with your beautiful Ukrainian wife when you get her back home. Jeff, what would it be? <sighs> buy the house, buy all the stuff, buy the car, get everything all set up for her. Might seem like a great surprise you would give to an American wife, you know, but. It does not work. She wants to be part of those decisions. You need to let her be part of those decisions. And frankly, this is where it really kills you. The most common mistake of the house buying thing is what? In America, in Canada, we buy houses in these suburban areas where it's the nicest, not the inner city. These are places that require a driver's license. These are places that require a car. Well, guess what? Your new bride can't have a car and driver's license right away. Uh, she cannot get out of suburbia hell. She is a virtual prisoner in your big, beautiful mansion that, oh, by the way... On the golf course, which is where we lived. <laughs> she don't want to clean that big thing. She's used to a big place being a 100-meter flat. That's a big flat. And suddenly you're bringing her to this two or 3,000-meter house. It's a nightmare for her, unless you plan on putting servants to clean it. But... It goes back to the point, if you really, really, really want to be successful with your new wife, remember her home environment in Ukraine. She could walk outside her place and there's stores on every direction. She doesn't require a car. It's easy for her to access. So if you have the money, if you have the patience or the desire, I would highly recommend getting a condo, an apartment closer into the city where she would have that initial freedom until she can get a driver's license and until you can make her part of the decision process about finding a house and where to live. And finally, the seventh uh, thing that you can do to easily fuck up uh, with your beautiful Ukrainian wife when you get her back home is drum roll, maestro. I would definitely tell you, leave the trashing Ukraine stuff at home. It's too easy to, oh, you know, I'm from America, America's great, everything's great, you know, in our country it's better than here in Ukraine. Oh, we have better roads, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know? A lot of it's very obvious. The girls usually know this stuff too. And believe me, you don't need to rub it in her face, but it's so easy to do. It's always easy when you're here, constantly make comparisons about how things are better in America. And you know, be honest, it's a sales thing too, right? You're trying to sell her to marry you, to go to America because life is gonna be so much better, right? Um, but this sticks in her head. Unfortunately, when she gets back home and she starts feeling lonely and homesick, a lot of this stuff starts to be turned negatively. Like you don't like her, you don't like her people, you don't like her country. Save yourself a, a hellish nightmare of arguments and leave the, the, the negative comments about Ukraine in your head. I completely agree. They do not take kindly of it. I mean, Ukrainians have a lot of patronage, right? Uh, Sometimes, it, yeah. it, and, and I would say that Ukrainian girls, even if they agree with you, and uh -huh, oh yes, it's true, it's true. Like I said, it's when you get back home and that environment changes and they get in an argument with you, suddenly every time you ever said something bad about Ukraine, they remember it and throw it out to you. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's no good. Mm -hmm. So guys, that was seven huge tips for you guys. 
uh, spoken in humility from the place of, uh, you know, screwing it up. And if I could do it over again, what would you change, right? Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for joining us. And remember, no guts, no glory. So go find your dream girl, guys, because if you're not going to make your dreams come true, who is? Remember, you can see our Ukrainian beauties live streaming on YouTube every single day, seven days a week at ukrainedating.tv, where you can cam share and talk to our ladies face-to-face, unlimited, and it's completely free. Till next time, remember, a faint heart never won a fair lady. Be bold and go get her, boys.